0: Psalm 23, for most of you, this is six verses that you only hear at funerals, but I I feel like the Lord wants to do something through this text here today. The Lord is my shepherd. Buddy, that's enough right there. In the deep undercurrent of a mind and a heart that was racing, recorded as a great king and a great warrior long before he was, he was a shepherd boy. His name was David. an oft-quoted, We quote it this way. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. But if you'll allow me to maybe open your mind to the understanding of what really took place here. It was revelation for David. And David came to recognition of who the Lord really was to him. When, under inspiration of the Spirit, he pinned, The Lord is my shepherd. I've been watching these sheep, feeling. The weightiness for them. I've I've watched one wander time and time again. I've seen lions. I've I've seen the bear. I've seen the poacher. I've seen. and, And the way that I feel about these. The Lord is my shepherd. And I don't need anything I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pasture. He leadeth me beside still waters. He, He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for, it's all for His namesake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I, I, I will fear no evil. Thou art with me. Thy rod, thy staff, they comfort me. to table before me in the presence of mine enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup. My cup's running over. Surely goodness and mercy goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Today, I want to preach to you a little while on this cold November morning that we need to give thanks that the Lord is my shepherd. I want to give thanks that the Lord is my shepherd. I want to give thanks that the Lord is my shepherd. Would you lift your voice with me one more time? Would you pray that the Word could do its intended purpose for us here today? God, help me to preach with wisdom and clarity. Help me to articulate what I've studied. Help me to be able to do it under the anointing of the Holy Ghost so that you would receive the glory and the body of Christ might be edified. I pray it in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And let everyone say Amen. You may be seated. When I was young and on staff in Talmadge, Ohio, I went to preach at a particular location in the southern Ohio area. Sister Gallien, I'm going to pick on you just a little bit today because I've seen that fluffy little black dog that you love so much and Your husband loves it as much and might not admit it, but, and he melts the hearts of every, how many college students have ever played with that dog? Raise your hand if you've ever, yeah, yeah. Well, I went on a trip and I was preaching this meeting and while I was there, somebody brought a box full of puppies. (laughs) I thought they were the cutest. Little puppies. I was not yet married. I had no wife to ask permission. It's just a single young preacher and I saw those puppies and one of those people at that church said, I'd like to bless you with one of these puppies. (laughs) I now know that meant I would like to pawn off one of these puppies on you. Somebody said, what breed was it? I said, no one knows. But it was a beautiful little black dog. And in my mind, it would stay. The devil is a liar. That thing grew very quickly. I I loved having the dog for about five minutes. And I'm sorry to the dog people, the dog lovers. I love dogs. Don't. But I didn't know how to take care of it. I now understood full circle why my parents said no. Because you won't take care of it. I don't want to be crass this morning, but did you know that dogs go to the bathroom all the time? Who's supposed to deal with that? I bring this dog home. It turns into a nightmare had it upstairs. As it grew, it got worse. Not sure if it was uh, me or the dog, probably a little bit of both. But it grew and got bigger. The night I broke, Brother John, is when about one in the morning, that dog would not stop barking. Would not stop barking. I moved it from one room to the next. I got down and I talked to it. I had one of those talks like <laughs> not going for a walk for the love of God. How many's ever talked to you? you know you talk to your pets. You know you do. And I went, I got a little crazy with the dog, wouldn't stop barking. So we moved it from there to the basement, from the basement to the back, from the back to the backyard, from the backyard to giving away. <laughs> The thing that, that broke, broke the, the straw, so to speak, was the dog had gotten loose and my pastor came over to help. <clears throat> my pastor stood like this, ready to stop the dog, and that dog ran and ran through his legs, and my pastor fell, and he gave me one of them looks. One of them looks like either you or the dog goes. I wanted a dog. I just couldn't really take care of the dog. Now, some of you here, you're thinking, oh, Pastor Shirley, this was 20 some years ago. I think I could take care of a dog now. I've had four kids. I, I'm pretty sure that, that we could take care and handle a dog. But right now, we kind of like that my mother-in-law has a dog and it can come over to visit. And then we can send it home. And every grandparent in here knows what I'm talking about right now. You <laughs> Taking care of an animal was not a hobby for David. It was his life. It was his life. It was his family's livelihood to be a shepherd. And often people would look at us as the pastor and they would say, we thank you for being a shepherd in our life. And I, I honor that. And I want to tell you that I truly, I truly honor the opportunity. But I want to tell you biblically, I am the under-shepherd. He is the shepherd. It is my great afforded privilege to try to help guard and to guide. But really, we are the sheep of his pasture. We are the people of his name. And what the great leaders throughout the years and the pastors here of Calvary Tabernacle and around Indianapolis and other pastors that I am great friends with, we we understand our assignment very clear. We are to talk to God and do our very best to guard His sheep. He is a good shepherd. He is a faithful shepherd. He is a consistent shepherd. In times where we have wandered, he has been faithful. When we have had the propensity to move along away from the still waters, he has come to where we are. And even in times when Brother Ross, we were convinced otherwise and, and maybe we thought he does not know. He always has known what was best for us. And it is in the revelation of David under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost where where David understood what it meant to beat away a bear or a lion or even a viper that was upon the ground. Things that he would not desire to engage. He understood that for the sake of the sheep, there was a part of this process as a shepherd that would necessitate engagement and not just defense, as we heard last Sunday night, but offense where we come against those things that want to destroy the sheep. And and David recognized, I am consistently in a place where I am guarding and I am motivating. I am moving to green pastures so that they can eat and they can produce. And all the while, we we, we recognize David knows every green pasture has a new set of predators. Oh, isn't this going to be beautiful? Look at the hillside. Yes, it will. But the giants that you conquered here, the bears that you destroyed here, the lions that you defeated here, there will be new. For people that say they want to advance in God, it is critical to understand that advancement comes with cost. Grazing in new pastures of productivity costs us a new level of fighting. And for the sheep to be guarded, David had come accustomed to bloody knuckles. He had become accustomed. You, I'm going to tell you, I got a feeling if you shook David's hand, it was calloused. Those were working hands. For anybody that struggles with dirt under fingernails. I got a feeling old Dave's fingers would have made you nervous. What is that little thing you call to get the. What's that? A little thing out from under your nails. A little file deal. What do you, yeah. you ever wanted to hand somebody one? You need this more than me. <laughs> I heard you. David had, those, David had those kind of hands. But I'm going to tell you what it was. David's appearance showed, I keep the sheep alive. I might not look like much to you. The Bible even said he was ruddy. He had a good countenance, good to look up, But he guarded sheep so much that when Jesse was having his sons evaluated by the prophet, David was so given to his job that Jesse did not even call him home. If we call David in, here's the question, who will watch the sheep? It was so deeply integrated in his mind and in his heart. So please, on that, can you, can you come to the revelation with me that it must have been explosive. Explosive. For David to recognize he, he's my ship. He is guarding me and he is protecting me. Can I tell you something right now? The church is not about rules and regulations trying to keep people from having fun. This word is not about trying to see how dull you can be. For anybody that's ever said, we can't do anything. What are you talking about? Because of this book and because of this shepherd, I get to cash in heartache Where are my people in here today? That you knew what it was to wander, but thank God the shepherd came to where you were and he put that staff around your. I get to give up my mourning and take joy? I want a shepherd like that. There's a bear after me and I don't have to fight it. The shepherd... Think about this. Let the Lord fight your battle. There's some things we fight. There are some things we fight that we're not supposed to. Brother Norman, there's some things that are picking a fight with you just to try to see if you'll take him out of the shepherd role. Anybody ever tried to fight your own battle and end up in a worse mess? I bet I'm not the only one. Brother Dugas, there was a time I had a situation I thought, I'm gonna take care of them right now. (laughs) A lot of times I found you're better off if you'll just say nothing. Somebody that's after you, just how you doing? Just smile like you don't know. Hey. God bless you. You got to stand up for yourself. But as a sheep, there is only so much I can do. Come on, there's only so much I can do. But if I will stay close to the shepherd, you know the sheep that are in the most, uh, the sheep that are the, in, in the most dangerous position are the sheep that wander from the fold to where their cry is out of the earshot of the shepherd. Because if they will stay close, watch this, if they will stay close to the shepherd, they will stay close to the flock. And when they stay close to the flock, And when they stay close to the shepherd, they are not isolated to where they look independently able to be picked off, but they look rather as a part of a greater organism, larger than the predator that, oh, I'm preaching right now. The predator that's after them, he is waiting on you to get singled out. There's a predator that is leaking or just kind of lurking in the bushes, just waiting. Let one of them leak on out of the crowd. Let one of them just ease on out. Just let one of them get offended because somebody didn't shake their hand. Let, 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 let one of them just get a little upset. Let one of them have a bad week. Look at something they shouldn't have looked at. Now all of a sudden, condemnation tells them they can't be a part of the church. And so let's just let them creep out. Oh, they, had a bad, they were sick and nobody called. So we're just going to let them stay home for four more weeks. And... I'm not making fun. I'm telling you that's the work of the adversary. He's trying to get you separated so that he can pounce on you and destroy your life. But there is a shepherd whoo, that if you'll stay close, we got to have the Lord close to us. I got to stay close to the shepherd and I got to stay close to the flock. Yeah, but the flock stinks. Attack stinks worse. Dead stinks worse. Huh? Man, I feel something here this morning. I really do. He's a good shepherd. He's a good shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. But yet, haven't we all felt wanting at some point? (laughs) I think we all feel wanting because our our focus has been rearranged, the focus of the world. Come on, North Americans. We're so blessed we don't even. We're so blessed. We're so blessed. If If you have lost appreciation for what you've got, I challenge you to go on a missions trip. You'll come back saying, thank God for my trailer." Thank God for my 1975 Hugo. Can't afford nothing but McDonald's. I've watched them stand in lines for hours to get a plate of rice. Whoa! He's our shepherd. I shall not want. I shall not want. Turn in your Bible there, Psalm 23. He maketh me to do what? Lie down where? You lay down, I'll fight. You lay down, I'll watch. You lay down, I'll keep an eye. You know, there's nothing quite as pretty as the picture of a hillside full of sheep. This is the kind of sheep I would want to be laying in the grass eating while I'm laying there. Who would join me? If you got to be a sheep, that's the game you're playing right there. Just lay there and chew. <laughs> For some of you, the greatest thing your spouse could do is bring you breakfast in bed. We just healed a marriage. Listen. Makes me lie down in green pastures. Where does he lead me? Beside the still waters. How many know though? Our attention is never drawn to still. You let one person get a flat tire and on the side of the road, it will slow down traffic. Isn't it right? You ever been in a traffic jam for 40 minutes and finally get up there? It's one person of. Why? And you know why? Because when you went by, you had to go, ah, oh, just a flat. I don't even want to say anything about construction. <laughs> no. I feel it. He leadeth me beside the still. He knows where I find nourishment. He knows where the green pastures are. There's an incredible place in the Gospels where the Bible says that they're in a deserted place. They're, they're in a desert place is how the scripture says it. When he's about to feed the, feed the multitude because they are faint, it says they're in a desert place. And then Brother Elder right there, right there in that place, Brother Elder Honeycutt, he looks at them and he says, so he made them to sit down on the green grass. Only he knows how to find green grass in a desert place. And whatever you walked in here with today, I promise you that if you will let him be the shepherd of your life, he knows how and where to find substance that is necessary for you. He knows exactly where you can find the nourishment of the still waters. You won't have to There are people in here right now that you feel like the only thing you've got is the ability to try to catch a a drink from turbulent waters. You're doing your very best, and you feel like you got to be defensive at every level. But there is a shepherd. There's a shepherd that will keep your enemies at bay while you're able to find nourishment. I'm going to tell you one of the number one places it happens is right here. When we gather at church with the flock, people that walk in despondent and overwhelmed and and out of encouragement, they'll walk in and all of a sudden somebody begins singing and somebody will walk to the front. That's That's why I challenge people, even if it is not your custom, for some of you to lift your hands in church is overwhelming. For some of you, the thought of getting out of your pew, I I ain't doing that. I ain't walking down there. I can pray right here. Don't touch me. (laughs) But I encourage people, every now and then when you feel that draw of the Spirit, you just walk on down to the still waters. Come on, come on down close to the shepherd. Come on down where the still waters are. Has anybody in this room ever found nourishment in church? You had had a horrible week, but about 30 minutes or 45 minutes. I can't tell you how many times that the green grass and the still waters of the church service have been the encouragement that I need, the refreshing that I had to have. He restoreth. Has he restored anybody here besides me? I think we ought to give him praise that he's a restoring. I know he will leave the ninety and nine to go and to find the one, but when they find the one, everybody celebrates and the shepherd says this, don't do it again. Don't. That was not a game of hide and seek. And there's people in this room right now that you were lost for a long time. You wandered for a long time. And I want you to know he is a restoring shepherd and this is a restoring flock. This is a restoring flock. I'm going to park there for a second. I'm going to just hang here for a second. None of the sheep get to look at the other sheep and say, where you been? What'd you do? Don't stand next to me. You ain't worthy of my grass. And if they do, you just tell them it ain't your grass. Whoever will, let him come. Whoever's hungry, come on, come on, come on, come on. Whoever's thirsty, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. If you're watching online and you need restored, I'm going to tell you, you belong here. You fit here. You belong in this flock, and the shepherd has instructed this under. be the under shepherd to tell you we need the flock restored and maybe you've never left physically but you left mentally you never left physically but you gave up a long time ago spiritually it's time to feast again it's time to drink of the waters of life freely Woo! What did he tell that woman in John for? If you knew who it was that asked you for a drink, you would ask of me, and I would give you water on the inside springing up. You'd never thirst again. I can't do it. The church can't do it. But there is a shepherd. (laughs) He knows what you need to feast on. (laughs) He knows what you've got to be filled with. Somebody say amen. Amen. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. Ladies and gentlemen, this is our big challenge. Make sure where you're walking and how you're walking is for his namesake. I had somebody really well intentioned the other day said some words to me because of what's happening at Calvary over the last year and not being rude, but I almost cut them off. I said, that has very little to do with me. I said, to God, who is merciful, be the glory. Ladies and gentlemen, this is because we have a a good shepherd. Who, if we will listen, is leading us, leading us in paths of righteousness. Why? For his namesake. Brother Herschel, Brother Larson, Pastor Mooney. All these years, is it any surprise that this is still a church that preaches repentance of sins, (laughs) baptism in the name of Jesus Christ, infilling of the Holy Ghost, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, it's not a surprise, it's not an accident. This church has been blessed with a texturally accurate under shepherd throughout the generations. Woo. us keep going. Yay. Whew. Oh, I walked through the valley of the shadow of death. Anybody ever been there? Look at me. Wave your hand at me if you've ever been there. Who's ever lost somebody Close. Who's ever felt like it was going to be you? Some of you in here have been so sick at a point you wished it would have. There are people in this room right now who were sick enough. You said, just take me. Yeah. What about my enemies that are against me? Anybody in here have enemies? I don't want to talk about it. You got enemies, even if you don't want to talk about it, you got an enemy of your soul and the enemy of your soul will send things and adversary against you. I've heard preachers say before, well, it isn't the devil. It's not always the devil. We give him too much credit, but he don't like you. He is against you. He is void of joy and peace and he'd like to take you with him. He is against you. And I'm going to tell you right now, there, it is what it is. There are evil people in the world. There are agendas of hell that have integrated themselves into people, and they're against you. But yea, though I walk through the valley, listen now, when it's the shadow of death, it's beyond just a geographical location. For any of our theologians in the room, he is talking about a life placement. I'm in the valley of the shadow of death. When death is created, the shadow, he said, I'm not going to fear evil." One of the greatest revivals that could happen to the 21st century church is if we could have a revival against fear. Brother Gorgony, I am convinced we could absolutely have the most dynamic revival the world has ever seen if we could get rid of fear. We need to have a holy fear or a reverence for God, but being afraid of your own shadow. i preach it right now. Being a, we got fear that is bombarding hearts and minds and fear of sickness and, and fear worry just encapsulating anxiety at an all time. We got mental health, Christ. I curse that to the root of it all. I speak against that. I speak against it trying to creep into my own heart and my own mind and into my family and into your family. What would happen if we really just woke up every day saying, God's got it. God has got it. He's got it under control. Oh, did you get the report? No, no, no. I didn't get it yet. But I got this report. I got the report that everything, everything can be all right. I'm going to fear no evil. For thou, thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. I think the rod and staff were two separate items. Some people think they weren't. I think they were. Since I got one, I'm just going to use it real quick. Thy rod and thy staff comfort me. They both comfort. Everybody say comfort. But one is offensive and one is defensive. I'm going to share this as long as I get get a chance while I'm living. I need offensive and I need defensive. I need the shepherd to do that and I need the under shepherd to do that. Do I need the offensive. I need the defensive. I need the defensive to beat away the fouls of the air, to beat away the golden eagles that want to come in and take the little sheep. Yeah? I need the shepherd to stand there and be ready to give it a good Holy Ghost crack. (laughs) Right? I need defense. I need the shepherd to stand in between me and hell, in between me and the adversary, in between you and the afflictor and take that rod and be on the defensive. And at the same time, I need the shepherd every now and then to go on the offensive. You knew it was coming. And I got to tell you right now, there have been some times God has not been nice to me. Oh, pastor. I don't believe that. It didn't sound nice. Didn't feel nice, but he kept my carcass in the body. I'm going to tell you right now, boys, there was a time that my shepherd sent an under shepherd to me and told me things I did not want to hear. You know what my first reaction was? My first reaction was, get that off me. Until the Lord reminded me, I'll let you go. But if you leave, you chose to. It's offense right now. What I'm trying to do is keep you in. You know, you know, watch this. You know what I found? This hurts a lot less if I just walk with God. But it's when I decide I'm gonna go ahead and head my own way. Back up, it's gonna get tight real quick, you guys. I don't want to pay for the chiropractor, so you just (laughs) how many have found that when you're walking with God, it's easier? Brother Faulkner, when I'm letting him guide me, it's when I'm not being resistant against the will of God and the plan of God and, and the ways of God, when I'm not trying to do my own thing and call it his my own way and call it God's way well I think the Lord is okay with it what he's not okay with it how do you know have you ever had someone try to convince you something was the Lord's will and you thought God has not changed the number one way I've tried to be convinced by people over the years one of the number one ways is they would tell me yeah but it feels okay Oh my God, have mercy. If your feelings become the gospel, we're all in trouble. What I need to know, I need to know that this is around my neck. Just tight enough. Just tight enough. What is it around my neck? What is it? It's the shepherd. Not being defensive, not being defensive, being offensive. He is keeping me close so that we can walk together. And he walks with me and he talks. How many remember that? And he tells me I am his own. My, I want to be close enough to hear. You don't ever want to be so far from him that the wind of life keeps you separated from his voice. I don't think you ever want to be outside of the reach of his staff. I don't ever want, oh man. Is anybody here glad that the Lord, not not just the Lord, but sometimes he proved his love by sending people that would love you into the body. A pastor maybe that would, a youth pastor. That's why I'm okay. You boys can be seated. That's why I'm okay. I'm going to tell you right now, youth pastor knows. If you got to get on to my kids, get on them. You want to help me with free parenting? I release thee. See one of my kids walking across youth service being disruptive? Holy Ghost, get them. I would prefer you use the staff and not the rod. We're not a church that believes in beating people. If you want that, you got to go somewhere else. And if you're here and you think, well, I've got a rod ministry. Ooh. We need a meeting. But if you want to love people back into the body. ooh, My, my, my. Stand with me. I want to finish it, but I'm gonna finish it tonight, for sake of your time, because I really feel like preaching the teeth out of the mouth of the next couple of scriptures. And I, uh, he's fighting for us. He's on our side. He's there for us. He's our shepherd. Because he is our shepherd, it is our, it is our need to praise him. It's not just something we get to do. It's something we ought to do. Say, well, I've been in the church for 60 years. You ought to be the greatest praiser. You have found out for 60 years. Now, don't you misunderstand? That doesn't mean I think you ought to be the aisle runner. Some of y'all would run aisles if you could. But every now and then, when I think of the goodness of Jesus. When I think of what the shepherd has kept me from. When I think back about the car that tried to run me off the road. I don't know if I've ever told this story. I was we were in the middle of revival, brother Barkus. We were in in middle of revival and I and I had a word. I knew there was something against me at the time and 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 The enemy wants to destroy us. We were in the middle of revival in Northeast Ohio. We're having incredible revival, not just in the youth, but in the church as a whole. And and a physical revival was taking place there in the local church. And I uh, I, I was in the town area there and a car sped up. I still don't understand this. It sped up when it saw me and it rolled me off the hood and flew away. Like it was sent to take me out. I remember I was so stunned and then I recognized I wasn't hurt. And when I recognized I wasn't hurt, I found myself standing in that, feel it right now. I found myself standing in that road with the Lord saying what the devil wanted to use to destroy you. Here's what I know there's a bunch of us that would not be here today. We wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the shepherd that kept us when things could have destroyed us, would have destroyed us and maybe you're here today and you're saying I, I don't have much left to give i. I Maybe you've wondered, or maybe you haven't, but maybe you're here today and you're saying, what am I? And I'm here to tell you, you're a part of the flock. And to the shepherd, that means everything. I don't have much value. You you, you, you don't understand, Pastor Carson. Why would he want me? I'm here to tell you. Because he died for The story of Christ is the story of love. That God would manifest Himself in the flesh. Be born in a stable, wrapped in swaddling clothes. That the angels and the shepherd. Oh, what a day it must have been. When the shepherds came to meet the shepherd. Shepherd, shepherd, shepherd. His life, his interactions, his miracles, all leading to the cross, walking him to Calvary's hillside so that for you and me, Christ may purchase the sheep with his own blood. Turn to your neighbor and tell him he purchased you. Come on, find somebody else and tell him he purchased you. He purchased you. I want you to lift your hands all over the room if you will. I feel like the Lord is calling for some people right now, that the enemy wants to pull you out of the flock. Sickness wants to pull you out of the flock. Lies want to pull you out of the flock. But the shepherd is trying to keep you in the flock. And I'm here as the under shepherd. I'm trying to do everything I can to tell you right now. Jesus is reaching for you.